from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Good morning, everyone. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. For everyone tuning in, really appreciate you being here with us this morning. We've got a busy show today, so I won't bore you with a lot of details other than I'll be at Black Hat next week. That's kind of like the breeding ground of our industry. It's where we all go to kind of hang out and spend a week learning, networking, and so much more. We'll be doing some exclusive content while out there. We've got some great partners. We still have a few spots available. So if you're interested in partnering with us here at the Cyber Hub Podcast while we're in Black Hat, please reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to have that discussion with all of y'all. Now, without further ado, join me this morning for a double espresso that's powering my way through. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Good cup of coffee. Good morning. Let's start off with a new side channel attack method that can lead to data leakage that's working against nearly any modern CPU. And we're unlikely to see it being used in the wild anytime soon, though. The research was conducted by a group of eight researchers representing the Graz University of Technology in Austria and the uh, CISPA uh, Hemmelholz Center for Information Security in Germany. Some of the experts involved in the research discovered the notorious Spectre and Meltdown vulnerabilities, as well as uh, several other side channel attack methods. The new attack, dubbed Collide Plus Power, has been compared to Meltdown and a type of vulnerability named uh, Microarchitectural Data Sampling, MDS. Collide Plus Power is a generic software-based attack that works against devices powered by Intel, AMD, or ARM processors, and it's applicable to any application and any type of data. The chip makers are publishing their own advisories for the attack, and CVE 2023-20583 has been assigned. However, researchers did point out that Collide Plus Power is not an actual processor vulnerability. It abuses the fact that some CPU components are designed to share data from different security domains. An attacker can leverage such shared CPU components to combine their own data um, with data from user application. The attacker measures CPU power consumption over thousands of iterations, while changing the data they control, which enables them to determine the data associated with the user application. So um, a new type of attack showing up. What does it do there? We'll see. I mean, the thing about this one is it's unlikely to see it in the wild, but because it does exist, we'll likely see threat actors try to take advantage of it, especially powerful nation states. So something to keep in mind, there's not much you could do around this one specifically. Uh, outside of just patching and and really monitoring CPU performance. Millions have been stolen from crypto platforms through an exploited Viper vulnerabilities. Over the weekend, millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency were stolen from several platforms after criminals exploited a vulnerability in the programming language widely used in the crypto world. Viper, one of the most popular Web3 programming languages, is used to create blockchain smart contracts. But on Saturday, its developers warned that version 0.2.15 and 0.2.16 and 0.3.0 are vulnerable to an issue in which criminals manipulate smart contracts in order to drain account funds. The investigation is ongoing, but any project relying on these versions should immediately reach out to the company. Uh, DeFi platform Curve Finance said in a postmortem on Monday that at least $61 million worth of crypto was stolen from their platform through the vulnerability. Some white hat friends have been able to claw back a portion of the stolen funds, but the platform is attempting to reach out to the exploiters in an effort to get them to return the stolen crypto. 
The Curve team will continue to explore all avenues for the recovery of user funds and updates on the situation will be made on the social media channels. The company said Bloomberg reported on Monday that in addition to the funds stolen from the platform, $1.5 billion was also removed for safekeeping after Curve Finance tweeted that a user should withdraw their funds. In addition to Curve Finance, several other platforms like Ellipsis, Alchemix, and uh, Metronome DAO were affected by the incident. Several blockchain security firms had differing estimate on the losses due to confusion about how much wet hat hackers had been able to get back from the original uh, criminals. So there's that. This is obviously looking more and more like a North Korean type of attack. We'll see how that actually breaks down um, as more information becomes available. Threat actors have been observed abusing the Google accelerated mobile pages and phishing campaigns as, an, as a new tactic to evade detection. Email protection firm Cofence is reporting an open source HTML framework meant to improve the performance of mobile pages. Google AMP enables developers to create websites optimized for both desktop and mobile devices. The phishing attack, according to Cofence, uh, explains has have been abusing a Google AMP feature that allows site builders to host newly created pages on Google AMP's URLs. Furthermore, the attackers are using Google Analytics to track the interaction with their pages. Starting in May of 2023, Cofence has been seen phishing emails containing Google AMP URLs leading to websites hosted on google.com, allowing attackers to circumvent defenses. Starting on June 15th, however, the attacker switched to using google.co.uk. Most of the phishing pages were hosted on google.com. They're aimed at stealing login credentials for enterprise employees. The phishing attacks have proved successful at bypassing secure email gateways and reaching their intended targets. So as part of the observed attacks, the threat actors combine the use of Google AMP URLs with tried and true tactics, techniques, and procedures, including the use of image-based phishing emails where an HTML image replaces the email body to prevent detection. So there's that. If you're a Google shop, you may want to be paying attention to this. Criminals are training AI chatbots for phishing, malware, and attacks. No new, nothing new here, right? We knew that the moment chat gbt and ai was going to make front and center criminals were going to be out first testing it out so in the wake of warm gbt which we talked about several weeks ago a chat gbt clone trained on malware focused data new generative ai hacking tool called fraud gbt has emerged and at least another one is under development that is allegedly based on google's ai experiment bard both ai powered bots are the work of the same individual who appears to be deep in the game of providing chatbots trained specially uh, sorry, specifically for malicious purposes ranging from phishing and social engineering to exploiting vulnerabilities and creating malware. Fraud GBT came out on July 25th and has been advertised on various forums by someone with the username Canadian Kingpin 12, who says the tool is intended for fraudsters, um, criminals, and spammers. This is a next gen type of chatbot. An investigation from researchers at Slashnext revealed that Canadian Kingpin 12 is actively training new chatbots using unrestricted data sets sourced from the dark web or basing them on sophisticated large language models developed for fighting cybercrime. In private conversations, Canadian Kingpin 12 said that they were working on a dark BART, a dark version of Google's conversational generative AI chatbot. The researchers also learned that, adverti that the advertiser also has had access to another large language model named Dark BERT developed by South Korean researchers and trained on dark web data, but to fight cybercrime. So, this person does have access and they're using that access for malicious purposes. So keep that in mind as well. A new Wikiloader malware is targeting Italian organizations. Researchers have discovered a new malware strain aimed at Italian organizations through several phishing campaigns. Wikiloader itself is a sophisticated downloader whose primary goal is to install another malicious payload on victim devices, including a malware called 
your sn- your sniff according to researchers at proofpoint Wikiloto was first identified in December of 2022. Since then, researchers at the company have identified at least eight campaigns distributing the malware. The downloader was distributed by at least two groups labeled TA544 and TA551. These are financially motivated threat actors that have previously targeted victims in Europe and Japan. According to researchers, Wikiloader was likely developed as a malware um, that can be rented out to uh, out selectively by cyber criminals in a campaign analyzed by Proofpoint, the uh, hackers directed their efforts against Italian organizations. So there's that there too. An Iranian company called Cloudsy accused of aiding cyber criminals and nation state crews. Uh, Cloudsy is incorporated in the U.S. It's almost certainly operating out of Tehran, Iran, in a possible violation of U.S. sanctions. Its person running it is a gentleman by the name of Hassan Nuzari, According to the Halikion uh, said in a new report published on Tuesday, the Texas-based firm said that the company acts as a command and control provider, which provides attackers with RDP virtual private servers and other anonymized services that ransomware affiliates and others use to pull off cyber criminal endeavors. Um, CS, C2PS, um, C2PS, sorry, enjoy a liability loophole that does not require them to ensure that the infrastructure they provide is not being used for illegal operation. The ransomware as a service business model is a highly evolving one encompassing the core developers, affiliates who carry out the attacks in exchange for a cut, and initial access brokers who exploit known vulnerabilities or stolen credentials to obtain foothold and then foothold and then sell that access to affiliates. So some of the key actors here, you know, are China, obviously, India, Iran, North Korea, Pakistan, Russia, Vietnam, um, as well as several cyber, cybercrime entities. So there's that there as well. And CISA has now issued a new warning on the actively exploited Avanti mobile iron bugs. CISA yesterday warned that state actors exploiting the two flaws of Avanti's endpoint manager mobile, formerly mobile iron core. Since April, the APT actors are exploiting CVE 2023-35078 as a zero day from at least April of this year through July to gather information from several Norwegian organizations, as well as to gain access and to compromise the Norwegian government agency network. Consequently, CISA and the NCSC uh, Norway are concerned about the potential for widespread exploitation in the government and private sector. One of the flaws, and there's two of these CVEs, 35078 and 35081, uh, both require immediate patching. So this notice has now gone through, and you obviously see here on the map where some of these portals are still exposed to the internet, according to Shodan, with some in China, South Korea, a lot in Europe, and a lot in Washington in the east coast, the northeast coast of the u.s so all of that is to say get it patched that's it for our show this morning we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this very very busy week until then have a great rest of your day thank you all for tuning in and most importantly stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform